everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tell the people what you just said to me, please. That was so rude. Oh, I was like... <laughs> We're not going to film today if you look like that, right? Dead serious. He says that. <laughs> he looks over at me. We're not going to film a video today if you look like that, right? Like, I mean, give a girl a break. Damn. I mean, look, to be fair, she did say she wasn't going to go to this surprise thing that I'm going to afterwards because of the way she looks. <laughs> so she kind of set it up. I mean, I don't feel like I look she that She looks pretty bit. anyway. I, oh, now he's sucking uh, up. Kiss my ass. <laughs> um, no, I just kind of tried to do a mini workout because my day has been back to back to back. And I was like, oh, I got to burn some steam. You know? Yep. How's your week been? It's been good. I um have I got, you recovered from your boat trip? <laughs> I have. I wonder if people I mean, listening feel, were like, damn, damn Chip's a baller. baller. I mean, I got some comments on my Instagram from friends that are like, Are you on a yacht? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, Well, actually? technically I'm on a jet ski, but <laughs> <laughs> it does belong on a yacht. <laughs> um it was good. Like, um, <clears throat> Lindsay L. It was her birthday on Saturday, and she, we had booked four shows. Like she played in Nashville and um, Chattanooga. The four shows. Before. That's like normal. I know it's living. crazy. It's like a full-on world tour. Dang. Um, and she played in Huntsville, Alabama, on Saturday, and it was her birthday. So nice. and her bass player's birthday. So I drove down for it, and um, I mean. It's definitely weird because it's not the same exact experience. Right. But it was awesome to like be in a room like with live music and fans and but you know, it's a the the room normally holds like four hundred people and we were only allowed to sell eighty eight tickets. Oh wow. So it's like you still get feedback, which is right. really nice. Like when you're doing a live stream, you're just like you don't get the same sort of feedback. So there is feedback, but it's just like and she said it felt great. Yeah. Um, but you know, you want to, you want to like, I want to sweat, but it was so awesome to like 
be in a loud room and totally. have loud guitars. I can't and, wait. Oh, I'm like counting down the days. We started talking about um, Dirks is doing that bluegrass festival mm-hmm. in June, and like that's supposed to be the first show, maybe, and it's outside and whatever. And I'm really gonna try to go just because I'm like so desperate for live music. You like, like need a laminate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want a laminate. Oh, I need something that reminds me of who I used to be. <laughs> you know what's crazy to think? I mean, I guess there were a few shows we probably went to in 2020. In the beginning of the year. Oh, I was about to say, speak for yourself. I forget that it didn't start till March. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, January is usually a pretty light month. Right. The last show I saw was Jordan Davis. I went to LA. So, so I have a ticket. I was going to say like, how weird would it be if like we didn't have a ticket or a laminate or a sticky like at all from 2020? Oh yeah. You know, like. Yeah. That's sort of like my archaeological like, like dig. I feel so douchey right now. I know, saying but like these kind of like whenever you. <laughs> but that's said, like I need my history. What an you know? asshole! <laughs> 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 We're like we don't do tickets, only laminates. No, I save all of my tickets. I think one day I want to take because I've saved every ticket that I've ever had a physical ticket for. Yeah, and I think I want to make like a wallpaper out of them. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. That's yeah. good memories. Cool yeah. story. Um, cool story. Thanks. Cool story, bro. So moving on. Um, <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> well, you know, I'm like recovering from spring break, uh, yeah. but not well, in a way that a I, lady. well, right. Not in the way I used to have to recover from spring <laughs> <Right>. break. <laughs> uh, seriously, it's so interesting, like how life changes, but being like, you know, like two kids full on, no school, like it's such a different kind of tired right. it's like because you're just constantly needing activities to keep them occupied kind of thing and so I came back and I was like oh I need a vacation for my vacation and I got called lady like I really need to go to therapy or something <laughs> <laughs> so there is I'm just kidding about that by the way but I've told that story 800 times and everyone's like oh I bet that pissed you off and I'm like see my people know me like what's well, so funny because like I mean if like if someone called you girl, you'd be like, I'm not a girl. You know what I mean? I'd be it's pissed like, about that too. It was really her tone. The tone but, it's all about the tone. But the way that she said it, she meant to call me old. Like I knew 100%, it. You know what I mean? Like 100%. she wanted to be like, back up, a lady. Like you get your old ass back in the Karen. house. It was like, she was calling you a Karen. And I'm like, no, that's the neighbor. Because yeah. her actual name, name was, was Karen, Karen, the neighbor, which was perfect. But um, yeah, she was like, that was so insulting to me. Because I mean, like technically, I'm, I guess I am a lady at this point. But I mean... <laughs> It's like, would you ever describe me as a lady? Never. Though? I say the f word a la- way too much. A, la- a lady is like the people that go to church with your grandparents. Correct. You know, like those are ladies. Like I don't even think of my mom as a lady. Exactly. Anyway, this is a, another topic for lady. another day. Hey, if you got if you ladies out there have <laughs> have um, experiences like that where a younger person calls you something that really offends you even if it's ma'am send them to us at at casual at velvetsedge.com we really have to change our email but 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 mean but meanwhile it's like how many times did you go to like a ladies night you know what i mean this is ladies Ladies night night. yeah but if you're owning that you're a lady it's different than if someone else insults you by calling you lady anyway i want to hear other people's stories maybe this is a me thing maybe i'm getting sensitive about my age and i don't even know it i'm like subconscious um anyway okay so you had this really fun idea and i loved it but this is um something uh, you got at what restoration hardware you said well i mean uh, to be perfectly honest i have no idea where i got it it's a um, game. I found it today. 
in, at my house. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, maybe that could be fun for today. It's called Table Topics. So we each... for Restoration Hardware is what it said. Oh, gotcha. Well, it's a beautiful case. So yeah. I, I assume that's where you got it. It's called Table Topics. And we each just took a handful of questions. Um, I think I narrowed mine down to five. I think I've got five too. Okay. And so we're going to read through the questions and just answer them and see what conversations come up. We don't know what the other person is going to ask. So this should, uh, I mean... None of mine are really racy, but this is yeah. the edge. So if you need to take it there, please do. Well, it's like, yeah, my qu- none. Of, I mean, the questions, quite honestly, are pretty vanilla. And I was hoping that because it wasn't even open when I found it today. Yeah. So, so you've never played. I was kind of hoping it was. Um, it would the questions would make us like go a little deeper. A lot of them were like, "Who's your favorite celebrity?" You know, like boring. Yeah, that's boring. So I tried to find some that like might inspire a little deeper response. Okay. Who wants to go first? I love that we're popping the chair. How about together. ladies first? Oh, rude. Shots <laughs> fired. Rude. Fine. Okay. This one seemed very COVID um, topical to me. If you had to lose one of your senses, which would you pick? I find this really hard to think about. I've actually thought about this a lot. Tell me. I would lose my sight. Really? Yeah, because I feel like at this point... I know what the people I love look like and I know mm-hmm. like what I think is beautiful mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would lose that. Um, I know it would make for a much harder life to be blind, um, but I would hate to lose the sense of touch. Mm-hmm. I would not want to lose a sense of smell or taste because I think that makes food just like not matter. Mm-hmm. And I have to hear, like I right. have to be able to hear music. Right. I would lose smell. I think I don't want to lose any of them. I feel very grateful for all of my senses, but I think I would lose smell. And I did not know what that feels like because I did not lose. That was not one of my symptoms of COVID, but my boyfriend is smell blind is what we call him. And he can't smell. Is that because of COVID or just like he never has. I mean, it would kind of be nice to never smell like farts. Well, he has really bad gas. And so right. I'm always like, this is so fucked up. Like, how do you, this is so rude. Why would you and do that? Smell and it. he just laughs because he can't smell it. It's awful. It's literally like some sort of torture. Does he taste, like, does he enjoy food? Yes. And so it's like very interesting because every now and again, there'll be something that there's like specific smells that he can smell, but like. It has to be very strong and it's a very certain thing. Like maybe it's like gasoline at a gas station or something like that. But like he doesn't like candles around the house because he just thinks they're clutter. Like I love candles. And so I keep putting candles out. He's like, oh, do we need more of these? And I realized I'm like, oh, because you can't even smell them. So he doesn't enjoy them. I only use these for light in the 1800s. Right. Which, yeah, yeah, that's a joke. And it's just like he hates clutter. So it's it's, isn't that so interesting? Yeah. So that would be mine. Okay, you're up. All right. Um, In which activity would you like a lesson from an expert? Isn't the easy answer sex? I mean, yeah. So what would like... I mean, I would like a lesson on any sort of activity from an expert. That's what I find fascinating, people's expertise. But like it would be, if we're doing sex, for instance, like it would be interesting to be like, oh, I never even thought about it from that angle. (laughs) I was was trying trying to say angle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like you never knew about that sort of sensation that could happen or I don't know all the different things. Hmm. Would a porn star be considered a sex expert though? 
I don't know because I feel like what they do in porn is fake. Is more performative than yeah, it's erotic. Like entertainment. Truly erotic. Yeah. yeah. What would I if I um maybe like a race car driver. Yeah. That'd you know, be fun. like that would be really fun. Um because it's not something that I like I know how to drive. Yeah. So it's not like I would love to say I'd love to take a guitar lesson, but I'm not a guitar player. So I know how to drive. So to like get a chance to like drive a race car on a racetrack with like a race car driver would be really fun. I think that would be really fun. I think they offer stuff like that. But I got to do this thing one time with Dirks that was like, I don't remember. I think we were at Porsche or something. This is about to sound so bougie, by the way, which I'm not. This is like what he got to do. And I just got to tag along because we were at work. Um, but he was doing some, like, I think it was a private show. It was it Porsche. It was one of those like fast car uh-huh. companies and they had this like thing. Um, they have a track there. And so you can get in the car with one of the drivers and they take you around the track. I almost puked. It is insane. Like, like the G forces, I guess. But it's like, you don't know. Oh, I don't know cars. Don't ask me, but it was just like the way that your body feels when you're going so fast around the curves. Like I almost threw up and I was like, I had to have my eyes closed. Cause I was just screaming so loud. A friend of ours was in the car with us. It's um, Dirk's day-to-day manager. And she just like literally sat there silent with her eyes closed the whole time. And then we got out and she finally breathed. <laughs> she was like, Steph, she, she couldn't handle it. She did not like it at all. See, I don't know that I would like to be a passenger. I would want to be driving. Oh, you would want to actually I would want drive. To drive. Yeah. Interesting. I would not want to be a passenger in your car. But no. No thanks. But the thing is, is like <laughs> I would probably barely get over 100 miles an hour. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're yeah. driving. I don't know how fast they drive. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go? Yeah, your turn. Okay. What, <laughs> what it would be the best and worst thing about being rich and famous? The best and worst thing. I mean, the best would be not having to worry about like more about that applies more to the rich. Like, yeah, I mean, look, I think that there is definitely like, you can be too rich. Like, I, w- I just want to be rich enough to like know that I don't have to worry for the rest right, of my life. Like right. that is the, the like, oh God, like that yeah. keeps me up at night thinking about yeah. that stuff. Like I see people that like are just so stupid rich that I don't understand like w- why? Why, right. why? Like they're starving people. Like yeah. just give your money away. Like you don't mm. need all that. Like to to be honest, it's like why why should somebody's great great grandchildren never have to work because you fucking worked your ass off i would be like that to me would be like no i'm here to inspire you to work really hard so rich um yeah i think just not having to worry i would like that the worst part about it um i think would be knowing whether or not like your like Mm -hmm. relationships are real Mm -hmm. you know like what people's ulterior motives are with you because you know, it's, it's tough. Like right. you have access to things that people don't have access to. Um, and just, you know, I think it's hard enough to have real, like good friends that right. like, like, you can go deep with. Mm-hmm. So I think when you add fame to that, it's like suddenly everyone wants to be your friend and you don't know why. Yeah. Mine would be, so obviously the best thing about re- being rich would be getting to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I think like, with no boundaries. That sounds awesome. Like private travel. Yes, exactly. It just part, it's, yeah. just makes life easy. Um, the positives, I think, about being famous are similar to that in that, like, 
you just get perks for things, you know, like if, or it's like, uh, you know, you might get shipped some, a bunch of cool clothes or something because people want you to post about it. It's just like stuff like that. Just like the perks getting a laminate instead of a ticket. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, those kind of easy things. The worst part to me, the rich, I agree with you. It would be like not knowing what was real and what people were just trying to use you for. The worst thing about being famous to me would be for my brief experience with being in the public eye on a TV show. And that is people making assumptions about you and wanting to know like very personal things and like falsely accuse, you know, like falsely making assumptions about you without knowing you. It's a really, really, really terrible feeling. Yeah, that does suck. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I want to add a little bit to my like the other good something else that I think is like, the greatest thing about being rich and famous is the ability to help other people. Yes. And in part of that is like the access that you get to other people with means. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's always so funny like you know, if you're a rich and famous person, you can be like I want to get this person on the phone and it's so easy because it's like they recognize your name or whatever. And it's not like, even if like I had the, the best solution in the world for something that Reese Witherspoon, I mean, she's Mm -hmm. the first celebrity that popped in my head. That's what the funniest thing. I thought she needed. The funniest thing is that Reese Witherspoon popped in your mind and Brad Pitt popped into mine. Like of all people. (laughs) Like if I had something that I think was like the best solution in the world or like wanted to help Reese, like do something like, it would be near impossible for me to get to her. Yeah. You know, well, you even if like my intentions were really good. Totally. But if Reese wanted to get in touch with anybody, she could be like, hey, get so-and-so yeah, on the get phone. Yeah, get so-and-so on the phone yeah. and people are going to answer. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Um, okay. Do you have a question? Oh, yes. Hmm. You're what up. have you learned this week? <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Oh, you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like literally just sitting here looking at the ground. Yeah, you know, silence is death on a podcast. You want me to sing until oh, you're did, ready? <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Am I going to do it? Uh, how do I put this into words? Okay, so <laughs> I'm like literally, I don't, I'm like, I'm, I'm without words. And Kelly's never without words. That is rude. That is actually not <laughs> true either. Well, it's a good thing to like have words. Okay, I, uh, okay so i just gotta get to it so i got a text this week from from who uh, (laughs) from Kristen and uh kristen cavallari and i have had a falling out with her in the past and so i can't believe i'm just like diving i'm like i'm a little like stunned at myself right now um but we got to just talk to the people, right? Yeah. These are our people. So I got a text from her this week and I was completely shocked because we had a terrible public falling out. I still don't really understand it, which I've said on another podcast, but, um, she was very upset with me, I guess, and maybe confused some things would be the nice way to say it. And, um, talked about, some false accusations speaking of on national television. And it really was pretty awful for me. And, um, so our friendship, yeah, went away. And so anyway, she texted me this week out of the blue. Wow. And how long has it been? Like, I mean, I don't know, two years almost. Wow. It's really been that long. Okay. A year and a half yeah. at least. Yeah. A year and I a half. I guess it was definitely pre COVID and that's been it was a year. pre COVID. Yeah. And, um, 
it was a slow demise because I didn't even know she was mad at me. And then she was all of a sudden mad at me. And then we were supposed to start filming. And then I didn't film because I filmed one time and completely realized they were setting me up to look terrible right. and not at all. And they have editing power that I didn't have. And so I never filmed again. And so, and then like, I didn't know what they were going to actually talk about on the show. And then they ended up throwing me under the bus in such a major way. It was like complete character assassination and also not true. And so that was uh, very frustrating to me to say the least. So anyway, when I got the text, my first reaction <laughs> to be quite honest, well, I'll say she said, I'm not going to read the text. I think these are like, that's personal and I think that's gross. But, um, to sum it up, she basically just was reaching out to just say, you know, like I think about you and, um, I hope I wish you the best. And I'm still sad about what happened between us kind of thing. And so, I've, I mean, I texted it to you yeah. and you were like, is that really her? Because she got a new number. And I, I fact-checked it with multiple people before I decided I was going to write back. Because I was like, is this really her? Am I being like punked right now? Like what's it was, happening? Yeah. It was definitely like oddly phrased. And it was kind of oddly it. phrased. But I don't know. Maybe she didn't know what to say or someone else helped her write it or something. But um, anyway, and then my second thought was, what is she filming? Cause that is so like, I was so traumatized by what they did on the show and like faking that I wouldn't write back to stuff. And I just was like, is there a camera over her shoulder? Well, it's also realistic. I mean, that's, and that's the unfortunate. world that she lives in. Yeah. yeah. I hate that I thought that and I hate that I didn't just trust it, but my trust has been broken. And so, um, anyway, to get to the question of what have I learned this week, I ended up writing her back. I took a day, I slept on it and I, um, decided for myself that, you know, I'm still working through some of my anger around it. If I'm being completely honest, like I don't, I would never say that like I want to mend that friendship necessarily or like have her as a part of my life because again, my trust was betrayed and like, I just, I don't know. I think I've like seen a side that I don't know that I could come back from. However, for myself, I would like to move forward with my life. Like I would like to put this part of my life behind me, take the lessons that I learned and, and, um, really kind of just like let go of it and I've let go of a lot of it and I think I've moved forward and then something will happen and I get triggered back into the anger but I wrote her back because as humans I think we all make decisions that we maybe regret or we do things that we're like huh I could have maybe done that differently um it wasn't like an apology text by any means or anything like that but it was a sort of felt like an olive branch to mm -hmm. some degree and I thought well if I don't write her back that's me holding on to it even more. And so I just wrote her back and said, yeah, it's been really sad. Uh, quite a grieving process for me. Um, I wish you love and light moving forward. And I hope you find your happiness and peace. And I really do wish that for her. You know, right. I hope everyone right. finds that. So, and that's it. And now I feel a little relieved and done. It's and like, like a I nice, can like closing of the I door. Think so I mean, it is crazy to think like, it does kind of feel like that was just happening. But like we've been through COVID, she's uh -huh. not married. Right. Like, there's so much has changed right. since all of this went down, um, and it must feel really good to like breathe a little bit now. I think you know? so, and I think I, what I realized too was I had gotten there more than I knew before that text happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like on my own, I had released and let go, and that's through a ton of work and like a ton of crying and bad days and all sorts of shit but I think that I have grieved a lot of it and I've also been able to get to the place on good days where I'm not mad and I just know that it was like 
uh, someone working through something in their own life. And I happened to get kind of mixed into whatever that was projecting or I don't know what. And so it's like, whatever we all have done that at some point in our life. It's not like I'm a perfect human that doesn't have any regrets in my life. So I'll just leave it at that. And like, I can give the grace today to be like, we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. So I tried to do the best I could and do it. I did it for me though. Cause it was like, I couldn't write something that I thought it would affect me if she did write back, didn't write back. If you know, like I right. really had to be like, what is true for me? And I also didn't want to just be like, Oh, I wish you love and happiness and blah, blah, blah. If I didn't mean it. Right. Like I well, wanted to actually like, mean it. I feel like you also sent a clear message. Like, End of conversation. Yeah, I wasn't like asking yeah, for any like more text you, back. You kind of nipped it in the bud, which is great because it was like she sent you some positivity, you sent her some positivity, and now you and can now both let's go both about move your forward yeah. and be adults and whatnot. So hopefully, there's not some reality TV show I don't know about happening. But <laughs> <laughs> guess we'll all see. Guess we'll all see. I'll report back on that. There you go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, what's yours, Chip? What did I learn? So I mean, I mean. As you were talking, I kind of was like, oh, shit, I have to answer this. <laughs> I, um, this is a random one, but I don't know if you watched it yet. Um, there's a new documentary on Hulu called Kid 90. Okay. And um, it was directed and produced by Soleil Moon Fry. And oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know who Soleil Moon Fry is, she was a child star at five of a show called Punky Brewster. This. Yeah. And um, she just made a documentary of that is basically self-shot. So okay. after Punky Brewster, she bought a video camera and started recording everything. She always had it with her, with her friends on set. When she went, she ended up going to NYU. Mm-hmm. Like she filmed everything. She saved every voicemail she got. She saved every journal she ever wrote and she locked it all in a vault. That's amazing. And she went back through and got to relive her childhood by watching it. And wow. there's a lot of her friends have committed suicide. Wow. I mean, she was like, all child stars, it seems like yeah. every child star was, uh, they were friends because there was, there was a small, like a small community. Yeah. And she interviewed, and they're all in, like the ones who are still alive that she's close with are in this too. She interviews them today. That's amazing. And, um, so like there's this amazing thing. She writes a letter. She wrote a letter to herself that comes at the end of the film. Um, and, you know, I was like bawling watching it toward the end because it just makes you feel so like nostalgic mm-hmm. for what was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're a kid and you're growing up, like you don't have anything to reflect back on. Like you are just living. Yeah. And now like as an adult, you um, all the bullshit that you've like, put in your suitcase and dragged along with you, like is there with you today and we have to work through it. But like for her to be able to um, sort of like look back and be like, all of these things that I thought were problems, like they weren't real. You know, I was surrounded by people who loved me that I loved like, and to like survive that and like be an adult living in your own, like sort of being um, to be able to sort of just reflect and like, be like, we're all, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, you know, we all have our insecurities. We have our things that we don't like about ourselves. You know, we think we, we've got these like burdens that happened to us mm-hmm. long ago, but like we survived them. And I think that's something that's really important to, um, just mm-hmm. reflect on. Like yeah. every day is a new day that you get to be alive and be here. And 
um, and just to appreciate the people that are around you mm-hmm. because you don't, you never know. Like, um, I mean, shit, I didn't know this, but like Andrew Dorf, she, she and Andrew Dorf were like friends in college. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's like random things yeah. that like, I mean, she and Steven Dorf, so there may have been an existing relationship because Steven Dorf and her were friends in LA. So and. Andrew may have, they may have known each other. It's not perfectly clear, like, where people, but it's, like, celebrity after celebrity after celebrity. Like, it was crazy. And, I mean, she had a, she lived, like, man, like, I'm a little jealous of her life because there was something about her that was so incredibly curious. And the biggest thing she ever did was Punky Brewster. Mm Mm-hmm. So she had to deal with like the come down mm. and um, of all of that, you know, and it's like yeah. then you're, she was a fucking teenager and they were smoking weed and drinking beer and doing other drugs and um, and dealing with like real life adult shit that like we didn't have to. But I don't know. It's like I want to watch made, it. It's I highly, highly recommend it. And it's not really necessarily something that I learned, but I think it's like we have to just like sort of accept our lives or our lives and take every lesson that we can get from them and just appreciate every day that we have. I'd love the idea though, or the reminder that you just said about that you went through that, but you survived it because sometimes I like, I'll beat myself up sometimes too of like, why am I not further than I was? And then I like look at what was going on in my life when maybe there was like a hold up, and I'm like, well, no wonder that was like a super traumatizing event. And I worked through it. And I became a better person and it got me to this next level. And it's just like, I think looking back and giving yourself that grace and just appreciation and then, and knowing too, that whatever it is you're going through, like this too shall pass and you will survive. Well, I mean, and it works both ways too. Cause like the most fun thing that you've ever done is not, is you're going to reach a point where it's not, you're not having fun anymore. Right. So it's like, if we lived our lives thinking that like we would die of depression immediately because there's no way to sustain well, that. Well, adulting so like, can be kind of dark if you oh, don't think about the fun stuff yeah, too. So yeah, anyway, so. that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. What advice would you like to ask a happy and successful 85 year old? Oh God. Wait, will you repeat the question? What advice would you like to ask a happy and successful 85 year old? Um, <laughs> wow. I think I would like to ask, um, how, how, like, what do they do to stay young? Mm, I like that. You know, like, yeah. how, how, how do you stay young? Yeah. Yeah. Mine would be, uh, what gives you the most peace or how did you find your peace? Oh, that's a good one too. Cause I have so much anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine, and I'm not 85, but age Peace probably comes with age, right? I think, but there's probably be... an anxiety. Like it depends on how much you want to live forever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like peace, age would bring peace. The thing that I consistently hear from people who are older and more experienced and have peace is it's about fully accepting yourself as who for who you are and knowing that you're worthy of love for just waking up. Like you don't have to work for it. You don't have to do anything. Just you as a being is worthy of being loved. Right. And giving yourself that love every day. Right. So it's all about the self-love. Still working on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you got? Well, this one's a little negative maybe. Oh, God. What three things do you dislike in a per- most in a person? Lying. 
Mm-hmm. Um, manipulation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, 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 oh. Uh, like selfishness or like constantly only thinking about things from your angle and not open, like lack of empathy, like right. not being able to go, oh, I could see it from that perspective maybe. Like just the inability to see outside of yourself. Yeah, you, you, that's kind of, you touched on two of mine, like lying is one. Mm-hmm. Indecisiveness is something that oh, I find really? really unattractive. Huh. Because to me, it kind of like, if you just can't ever make up your mind, it says that you don't know who you are. And that's, right. I find that really unattractive. Yeah, know? fair. Um, and um, selfishness. Like, yeah, it's the it's, worst. I think that like there's so many forms of it you know like it looks so different too yeah there are so many forms of it if you know anything about me you know i am a massive creature of comfort it is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times so when i found cozy earth i quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that i could It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Velvet's Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Um, Okay, if you had one year to live, what would you do differently? I I would... uh, I would... If I had one year left to live, I think that I would say everything to people exactly the way that I want to say Mm -hmm. it. I wouldn't hold anything back. And mostly in kindness. You know, like I, I, I love a rom com, and I feel like in my mind, <laughs> I love that statement. In my mind, I like love a rom com, I want my life to be like a rom com, where it's like you have those difficult conversations and you say those really lovely things, mm. and like you complete me. Yeah, like <laughs> just I, I mean, I can't think of an example, but like 
there's often there's plenty of things that I would probably love to say to my mom, and then I get around her and I'm like, oh god, that's gonna come off so cheesy, and I just don't. Oh yeah, you, know, you gotta like, say those things though. Those things mean so much to people. Right. And I've never said anything to someone that they're like, that was really cheesy. If it's authentic, right? I think people just read authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that like maybe the better way to phrase it is, I would find the bravery. Hmm to say those things without worrying if about it saying sounding cheesy or whatever. Yeah. I would not do anything I didn't want to do. I would work less and I would travel to just be like, to just go find, I don't know if I'm looking for myself or like peace or happiness, but just see all that I could see and not get so tied down and like, Oh, I got to do this today to get, you right. know, like none of that would matter. Right. It just doesn't matter. It does not matter. I probably sell my house and just like go live. Yeah. I like that. Okay. When you retire, how do you want to spend your time? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just did two in a row. Well, that's fine. Um, I definitely want to be by the water. Like I want to be, I want it to feel care. I want to have a carefree life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't like, I don't need to have a really nice house. Like I just need something with running water and electricity. Mm Hmm. And that's all I really care about. I want to be surrounded by um, people I love. And that might not be my family that's here now. It might not be the friends that I have now. But, like, I could see myself, like, living at the harbor in somewhere in the Bahamas and, like, being a, a local. Yeah. And just being around, like, the people at the bar that I love or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I just feel like it needs to have sand and water. I love that idea too. Yeah. I just, I, uh, my parents are actually going through this cause they're retiring this or my dad already retired, but my mom is retiring this year. And so, and she's kind of like, I just, I don't know what the next thing is, but I got to do something like, and I do think that's important is to have like a purpose every day. So I would find something simple that gave me joy. That's not necessarily like to go make money, but that filled my heart and my soul. And for me, that always involves connecting with people. So whatever that would be, like if it was, volunteering somewhere or like helping the bingo night at the home that I live in or whatever it is like something that connects me with people that's positive that brings me joy that we have fun doing and by water would be awesome too I just um tried to picture you living in a home (laughs) running the bingo game you know I'd be like getting on the the cheaters and they'd be like listen lady listen lady you're like okay fine I am a lady I am a lady you are the bingo lady (laughs) Um, what's your favorite line from a movie? I don't have one. I like, it's so funny. I'm so bad at lines for movie. I just said one though. You completely me. I actually hate that line though. Um, but I, my boyfriend will constantly do movie quotes. Like he's so good at remembering them for some reason. And I can't, he'll, he'll be like, remember that? And I'm like, what? And it could be from one of my favorite movies. And I just can't remember lines. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is part of my like memory issue, but I literally could not for the life of me remember that. There was a scene in Sex and the City. This is a show, not the movie. But she's she um is talking to the Russian that she was dating and they're about to break up and she was just like I'm just done cuz he was so, you know, self-involved and and she was basically feeling neglected essentially and it wasn't like he was a bad person to her but they got in this argument and she just was like I I just this isn't for me like I want love real inconvenient 
uh, something else. See, I can't remember the yeah. line, but the, I loved the word inconvenient because love and people can so often, like in human emotion, to me, it like if you're trying to live life on a schedule, there's no time for humanity or human emotion or right. feelings and all that stuff. And I feel like what I want in my life and how I try to live my life is that humans are the most important part of my life and connection and the people and my relationships. And so even if I'm exhausted because I've had a super long work day or whatever it is, I'm going to try to pour all of that back into whatever it is they need. Even if I'm in a good mood and I come home and everyone's in a shit mood, like I'm going to try to help out in the way I can, you know, and that's not convenient, but if you love people, I think that's how you live. And so I just love that line. And maybe one day I'll remember the full thing. That was Mikhail. What was that? The, who played that? The he was that Russian dancer. Yeah, uh, Barishnikov, right? Barishnikov, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine. Um, I struggle with movie quotes too. Um, okay. Do I you... mean, there are a couple movies that I could like uh, nearly recite from yeah. start to finish, but they're like The Nutty Professor and Friday. That's hilarious. Um, but I, <laughs> I love this line from Steel Magnolias. <laughs> of course. Um, it was Daryl <laughs> Hannah's character. I think her name was Arnell. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, but she says, um, <laughs> she's trying to get a job at the hair salon. She says, Miss Trivia's hair salon. She says, I may or may not be married to someone who may or may not be a dangerous criminal, but I swear to you, Miss Trivia, that my personal tragedy will have nothing to do with my ability to do good hair. <laughs> <laughs> it kills me. It's like sums up the whole movie. Yeah. You know, completely the whole vibe of the movie. I love to you. Do doing good that hair. Do good hair. I'm going to say that every time I get to set. <laughs> Who's married to Daryl Hannah right now? Uh, what's his name? He was Aiden on um, Mr. Big. Mm-mm. Aiden on Sex and the City. John. Oh, oh, I know everyone listening is like yelling at their radio right now. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like it's somebody different is married to Daryl Hannah. Uh, maybe I'm getting confused. I don't know. Well, good thing I got. The we digress. Box here. Um, okay, so I've got one last one. Okay. While I also this Google. got so much more serious than I, I anticipated. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Um, we'll come back to Daryl Hannah. Um, oh, she's married to Neil Young. Sorry. Oh, what um, am I thinking? I knew it was something like uh, shocking. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite memory of someone in the room? <laughs> I know my favorite. Oh my memory god! Of now you. I've got to think of yours. <laughs> My favorite memory of Chip oh, <laughs> is we were down at 30A at a friend's beach house and you had been drinking Coors Light all day. Like it was one of those days. I think you had gotten there late or something. And so you were like ready to party and you just been sipping on Coors Light all day. And then you got in the water and you were doing these figure skating moves. Do you remember this? I mean, no. you were, I think. I think the daughter of our friend had challenged you to like be a mermaid in the water. And so you got really inspired and you were like twisting around and twirling. Every time a wave would hit you, you would do a twirl. (laughs) And I've (laughs) never seen your hair toss that much or you just like be so you own, like you never laughed. You were completely in character of a mermaid figure skater. And I was like peeing in the ocean every five seconds because I couldn't handle it. (laughs) I can't even remember it, so I must add well, a million mm-hmm. Gore's Lights. It was that kind of day. Um, now i got to think of one for you. Well, there is the one where you like <laughs> did the air guitar and like <laughs> dropped to your death <laughs> on New Year's. 
Um, that was that pretty was this funny. Year. That was this year. But I also have this video that I stumbled across the other day. Oh, I don't even remember like how we got on the topic, but when you fake arsenic somebody on the drink, and I was like, and then she walks to the drink, she poisons him, and she walks out. And like, I kind of love that video Wait, of you so I much. did it? Yeah, like, you like, there was a drink on the table. Were and you, you like, commenting? I was commenting, like, and then you acted it out. And I watched it the other night, and Do I was like, fake dying. Roofied? Yeah, you like fake roofied some. But I think we were talking about like poisoning somebody in a bar. <laughs> Will you please send me this so I can yeah. post it? We, yeah, we were at MH's house. Oh my god! Yeah, all we, of our all of our favorite memories involve a lot of alcohol. Always do, <laughs> always do. Oh my god! Okay, well that was fun. Next time, maybe we should proof them and like try to be funnier. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that is. I mean, we did say some edgy things. Yeah. How do I deal with my like reveal of my text thing? I get nervous every time I talk about it publicly. Well, but you know, the thing is, it's like I'm just trying to be honest you, here. Well, and you just kind of normalize it by talking about it. So that's true. Don't need to hold it all in. Hey, and we'll send. We we can both continue sending love, love and light, love happiness and, light. and peace. I truly am. <laughs> truly am. Bless her heart. Oh, okay. Well, see that changed it. <laughs> that know. took the whole. That's kind of like the way you were like love and light. Oh, I was making fun it of was myself like, yeah, for that, but I really did love and good vibes okay let's move on <laughs> i want to do a couple listener emails um this one i just want to read because it was really sweet uh this one's from sophie may austin and she says hey kelly and chip love listening to you guys i'm from england from a town called leamington spa you guys literally like make me laugh so much here's my story i'm 30 i was in a relationship for seven years from the age of 21 i got married at 29 and we separated five months later the seven-year inch, I wonder if she means five years later. I don't know. Yeah, the seven-year itch is real, and I should have listened when people said, you're not who you are until you're 30 because I changed a lot and grew up as a person in that time, just not with my husband. We had the big white wedding, and I got a gut-anxious feeling all through planning, which I thought were just wedding jitters. It's made me realize, too, how much of a people pleaser I was and, I, and that I was doing what I thought I should be doing at the time. Now I know it was my body telling me it wasn't the right decision. I wish I hadn't gone through with it all. The catalyst for the split in the end was the period was a period of me feeling really low in autumn just after the wedding. I just lost interest in working out. I came off social media. I now think looking back, I just had a period of brief depression and didn't realize it from it for that as I'm quite private with feeling low as I'm such an outgoing person normally. I went to my husband as I was so upset and just wanted reassurance. He was just not there for me and disregarded me for being low, saying to get on with it. He doesn't believe in depression or anything of the sort. However, when it was me who was feeling this way, I decided I had enough and I needed someone who would be there for me through anything the way that I would be for them. What if I had children and really needed emotional support in the future? It had been a year of crazy with the pandemic, but adding a divorce and leaving my home and now sympathetic looks you get from people when you say things when you say things didn't work out, not ideal, but I'm starting to look at it that 50% of marriages end in divorce and I'm still 30 and young enough to find someone who matches who I really need in my life. Bring on the future. It's also taught me that what may feel like your horrific time in your life quickly turns into old news and then someone else's divorce, life events, people are talking about and don't care. Thank God I don't have children involved in all of this and when, hopefully I do, it will be with the right man. Your podcasts have gotten me through. Thanks guys. Love that. And also, I fully want to just say we support you, Sophie, finding your happiness. And you are so young. Oh, my gosh. So young. So freaking young. I mean, I can't imagine being married 
I mean, I'm not right now. I'm 45, I'm 45, but like I, if I would have been a shit show oh, very yeah. that young. So totally. Um, and it sounds like he didn't deserve her. So, yeah. um, but she's right. It's, um, you know, tomorrow's tomorrow. And I think the people that are in your life who love you, like they don't care if you're married, divorced, whatever, mm. what they care about is that you're happy. Right. And, um, you know, I have, I have a friend that just finalized a divorce and it was really, really hard for her. But like, you know, being in the like passenger seat and watching it happen, I'm just like, he doesn't deserve you. Like totally. go find somebody that is going to love you. He'll give you all the things that your ex gave you and the things that he didn't. Yeah. And you to know? be able to be your authentic self, even when that's not like happy and upbeat, like nobody can be that way all the time or you're not being real. Right. So anyway, hope sending you love and light. Love and light. <laughs> but I really am. But oh, that's, it's she didn't like, say love and light. <laughs> go, if I didn't enunciate <laughs> yeah. the T, then it's different. Uh, no, but I really, really am. I'm sending it to all the people I say it to. So anyway, okay, this is from Lindsay. She says, hi, Kelly and Chip. First of all, love the pod. You're a pleasure to listen to while I get ready for work on Friday mornings. You guys seem to give such good advice. So I'm writing because I don't have a therapist. Oh, God. Oh, Lindsay, God, I don't go. know. Don't, uh, take it with a grain of salt, Lindsay. Um, I just turned 39 a few days ago. And I'm still single, no kids, and just got out of a relationship where the breaking point was he didn't want any more kids. He's divorced and has two young boys, seven and five. He also is five years older than me. For the past two or three years, I have been in this anxious, fearful state that keeps me up at night. The sadness of not having my own kids is incessantly on my mind. It's the first thing I think of in the morning and the last thing I think about before I go to bed. Hmm. I got really down on myself for not prioritizing something that is so important throughout my life. In addition to being hard on myself, people also say dumb shit about my age relative to having children, you know, family, friends, the taxi driver, the guy at the rental counter. Ugh, I deal with this too. It's All such bullshit. Like mind your own business. It blows my mind that, that the things that people feel the need to say about something so personal to someone. Anyway, my question is, how can I do a better job of acting casual when people say stupid things related to my biological clock? hate this phrase, by the way, it's so hard not to launch across the table when someone says something stupid. Um, I mean, I think it's like, you don't want to be the one who looks stupid. What do you mean? Oh, you're saying don't react. You don't want to react. Um, I mean, it's, I literally, a woman could have a baby crowning (laughs) and I would never acknowledge that she's pregnant. You know, it's like, there are just like certain things that like, you have to like, unless she told me I'm having a baby, you know, like, um, some people are just stupid, you know, like yeah. I, that's what I chalk things up to. It's like, but I also, I mean, for example, I sent my sister a text yesterday, which I thought was very kind and had a very kind and generous offer. And she wrote <laughs> back like, Nope, not going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I, to where I called my mom and I was like, this was rude. Like, no, like, thank you for the generous offer, but I don't think that's going to work, you know? And I just like did not respond. Uh And then five hours later, I got a text that was like, and I don't think my mom intervened. She was like, sorry if that came off harsh. And like, so I like let her sit with her thoughts for a second. And I think that sometimes it's like best just to like let things react. Because if you don't react, I mean, granted the person at the, 
rental car counter is not going to think about you. <laughs> right. But if it's somebody that actually cares about you and loves you, like they might think like, hmm, that's interesting. They didn't respond to that or. Ugh, my mom always uh, calls when we're recording. Answer it. <laughs> I should have just answered it. <laughs> hey, Rhonda, what's up? Oh, uh, Rhonda. That's my dad's <laughs> friend's name, Rhonda. My mom calls her, your, here comes your girlfriend, Rhonda. <laughs> oh my God. She likes to come over after she does disc golf and drink some beers with Wow, dad. this is quite the tangent. <laughs> anyway. Um, disc golf. Disc golf. So you're just saying just stay quiet. Yeah, because like what's that fight going to do? Right. Well, I um, actually, I think my mom actually taught me this. But when someone like kind of impedes on your life and gives, you know, advice or information or says something like a statement that you didn't ask for at all, she always says she just turns and goes, thanks for sharing. <laughs> ah, that's so... she, or she, you know, maybe it was, I don't remember who it was, a mentor or my mom, somebody. Yeah. They thanks just look at them. Like, so if there's, if the taxi driver is like, you know, you really should start thinking about that. You can just look at him and go, Hmm, thanks for sharing. And then yeah. they feel stupid, but like, you're also not being a bitch. Right. You're just right. like, thanks for sharing. I cool. like that. Yeah. So there you well, go. They're Lindsay. Clearly these people are like not very self-aware anyway. So they might right. actually think that you're just saying thanks. Well, and it's so, this is what's so stupid. It's like, do you think we didn't fucking think about that? Like, right. hello, everyone knows. Right. And it's like you adding the pressure does not help my story. Right. So like, <laughs> Thanks and all, but like, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Cool story, bro. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, with that. With that. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, the more I've been thinking about this like sign off thing that we do, I really feel like you need to have like your lowest voice and say, the edge. The edge. That sounds no, disgusting. You sounded like you burped that. No, well, I was trying to get a, the edge. See, that like was that. better. Yeah. The edge. We'll be back next week with more of. Oh, <laughs> got a word. The more the edge. <laughs> more, more of. We'll be back next edge. week with more of the edge. <laughs> okay, so would my part be? <sighs> I mean, I feel like we need to like say. <laughs> I love that we're just working this out publicly. I feel like you <laughs> Guys, gotta be we need like your help though. This you is know, the issue. <laughs> when you're not in the velvet, you're the edge, or something no, like that. We need to play. Everyone with the has word a velvet. little bit of velvet, and the edge. <laughs> And some of us have the edge. It sounds like you have like a tampon shoved up your asshole. The edge. <laughs> You're like constipated or something. <laughs> that sounds like my mom. Everyone has a little velvet and some people are constipated. And some people have <laughs> problems. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. You know what I think I am going to do? Come have a drink. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, you know, guys, we'll be back next week with more. <laughs> the of the edge. We'll be back next week with more of The Edge. That's terrible. Living on the veg. Living on okay, the veg, you guys. Go. We love Please you. Please send us some ideas. <laughs> Jesus, help us out. Okay, we gotta go. Bye. Bye. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.